Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Happy Friday. This is Steph Lee, the founder of HAR, and you are listening in on the Friday 15. And as you can see, if you're listening on YouTube, we have a co-host today. I'd like to welcome Lori Spears from Lavarte Travel. Hey, Lori. Hi, thank you, Stephanie, for having me. And happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> I know, and it's Earth Day, which is very exciting. Ooh. So um, I'm I'm really hoping to be able to go out in Minnesota. I don't know what Earth Day is like everywhere else, but in Minnesota, like the the snow's just finally melted, so there's just like garbage everywhere that's been there all winter. So <laughs> usually, like people go around in their neighborhoods and you know pick up all the trash and everything. So. I'm definitely going to be doing that because um, I'm really excited for spring and summer. Oh, me too. We've had a little touch of it, but it comes and goes. But that trash thing sounds like my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lori, I can come and take care of it today. Just give me, you know, like the little picker up for the garbage and we'll be fine. Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, well, everyone, we've got some great questions for you today. If you're a fan of the Friday 15, make sure to go ahead and either subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, or you can go ahead and um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I, I wanted to say, I've noticed that people on YouTube have been saying like, smash that like button or like slam it, but <laughs> it just seems really lame to me. So all I can say is press the button. <laughs> Um, all right, Lori, so let's jump into our first question. So this one comes from Todd, and Todd asks, I just signed up for your seven-day travel agency challenge. And if you're not familiar with that, that's HAR's seven-day setup. I'll put a link in the resources. It's, it's great for new advisors starting out. So just finished the seven-day travel agency challenge. I'm, I'm planning to start a travel agency geared towards LGBTQ plus travelers. Do you know of host agencies that would be particularly suited for LGBTQ plus travelers? In other words, I'm looking for a host agency with LGBTQ plus travel suppliers or the ability to connect them. So great question, Todd. Lori, what are your thoughts on this? It's a great question. Um, I don't know that there's a host agency out there right now that only does that or specializes in just that, but you do want to see an always ask questions of your host agency. You're going to want to know if they have the suppliers that support that uh, community and if they're uh, if they're also supported of it themselves. And then there's mm -hmm. an organization that we talked about earlier, ILGTA, that I just found out about actually I want to register for. And that means that you're, um, you can find out the suppliers that are part of that organization and make sure they're part of your host that you're looking to connect with. And they're part of maybe even their preferred or maybe they don't have them. So this is a good opportunity for you to ask questions of your host agency, which I'm a firm believer to find a good match. That's what you need to do. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, Todd, I'm 100% IGLTA is a great resource and we're gonna link to them. And that's the International Gay and Lesbian Travel Association. And we will put a link to them in the show notes. That's really helpful. You, you're able to find um, suppliers that are very specifically targeted. This is their niche, the LGBTQ um, community. So like Lori said, check out IGLTA. And then with those suppliers, um, like if you find ones that really fit what your demographic is looking for, like let's say it's males, um, you know, between like 20 and 40 or something. Um, 
in the LGBT community, then I would go to your host agency and ask them about that specific supplier. So Lori, like which, um, do you have any suppliers within Lavarte that are ideal? We actually, we actually do. And another thing is if you have a host already or you're looking for one, let them know that's your specialty and, and your plans, like you just said, Todd, to us. So they can add, if they're willing to, the vendors that you need them to add. We currently have Olivia Tours on there, and um, they do a lot of cruises and, and different tours uh, geared toward, towards that community. But you want to maybe share with your host agency, because if so, one of my advisors came to me and said, I know this is part of ILGTA. Could you also have this vendor listed? I would immediately add it so that I could support their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. So, um, Todd, that's a great point too when you're talking to the host agencies is to ask them what vendors they would suggest for the LGBTQ plus community because there's mainstream suppliers, you know, they will have you know, you're able to book this travel for anyone, um, whether or not you're LGBTQ or not. But I would ask them, like, what specific ones that are focused on your community do they have in their preferred supplier list? And I, um, if you're not familiar with preferred suppliers yet, Todd, I'll put a link in the comments to an article about what they are and why they're important. Um, and and you can kind of go from there. Because the other thing is you might be able to find a host agency that has, like, say, um, instead of like, because they would be preferred at Lavarte with Lori, that maybe instead of getting 10%, like maybe she's getting 13% for her exactly. agents. So ask what the commission levels are if you, there's a specific vendor that you're interested in. Oh, that's a really good point too, is making sure that your host has the highest commission structure for the vendor that you want to, you know, you're going to be selling a lot of. Yes. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Well, let's see. Um, Question two is from Anonymous, and they're asking, I am thinking of registering the business as a sole proprietor. Essentially, I will be acting as a reseller booking agent, and at the beginning, I can't foresee much risk, which is very true. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if the business grows, is it easy to switch from a sole proprietor business structure to one that protects my personal assets? All right, Lori, what are your well, thoughts on this? That's a that's a big question. And uh, but again, another good one. And um, this is so much fun. I'm loving this. <laughs> I know. I just I'm loving so hanging out. Really we can pick up questions. trash and just like go over like questions together. I know, right? But it's a plan. Okay. First of all, you shouldn't have any problems switching. Okay. And there may be some things that you need to do differently when you do do that switch. You might have to have your a new a bank account. You'll have to find out probably from your accountant uh, what is the best thing and what your steps are, or even from your host agency. One of the things we do at Lavarte is just the. I was already impressed that you even had this question because as an independent contractor with the host agency, you should take your business seriously and you should operate it like a business. And one of the things that we do, and I'm just going to talk about what we do, and I'm sure several host agencies do this, is we talk a lot about your business. We have a whole training because a lot of people starting new to the business start come in entry level and may start as an individual, like you just said. And then they want, we encourage you to move it into a, a business frame. 
getting your EIN number, separate bank account. We even go as far as training on a business plan, a five-year business plan, because you're oh, taking nice. this seriously. You want to get your branding out there. You want to get your EIN number, LLC, if that's what you so desire. Sometimes you can just do a DBA with the EIN. So whatever, it's your- Okay, preference. hold on, Lori. I'm going to stop mm -hmm. you there because okay. that was a lot of acronyms. Yeah. So Sorry. can you do DBA and EIN? Explain what those are really quick. Okay, now it does depend on your state and sometimes even your county. So you have to look at what your state and county does. But a DBA is doing business as. So- if you don't want to put it under Lori Spears, you want to put it under Lori's Travel Designs, then you go to your county in my state and you get a doing business as, and you operate under your business name, and then you get an EIM number, which is a federal tax number, some call it a FEIN number, where you don't have it go under your social security, personal social security. Now it's under a federal tax ID for and attached to your business. Yeah. So getting yeah. your business structure lined out should be something your host agency helps you with. We take it very seriously. Some agents come to us already set up like that and some need help with it. And like I said, we provide training for that assistance and advice. Mm -hmm. And then also the next step to that is branding your business. And I think very important is showing you how to do a five-year projected business goal, a business plan with goals. And so you can actually say, this is what I'm going to do. This is the money I want to make. And this is what I need to do to make it. And the important thing, one more step, thing no, that's about a business plan is unfortunately they don't always go like this they go like this so what you do with your business plan is you look over it and you evaluate what's working and you keep doing that and evaluate what isn't working and make changes mm -hmm. that's yeah living breathing document um <laughs> it's hard to predict five years in the future as as we all know as we're we're going through this global pandemic it was like this was not oh. my five-year plan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you would have to go back and make some adjustments to your <laughs> five-year goal after after the last couple of years, for sure. Yeah. But you, you have know, to we, have a forecast. You know, you is. have to have it written down in goals. So setting up the business legally is one way, and then also your business plan with your five-year projection. Yeah, yeah. And Anonymous, like Lori said, it's, it's really easy to switch over. Um, and, and I was sharing with Lori before this that when I switched from sole proprietor to um, an S-Corp, it was, it was actually surprising to me because I didn't realize this isn't a huge deal, but something to be aware of um, is I had to switch like bank accounts. So that was something I didn't anticipate. So if you're thinking like in six months, you'll probably be at an LLC, um, I would say you may as well just pay the LLC money now because it'll save you the hassle of... Uh, having to change out your your bank account information everywhere. But, you know, it's kind of up to you. Uh, but um, welcome to the business, Anonymous. It's very <laughs> exciting and we're, we're really happy to have you. So, oh, you know what else? I'm going to put a link in the show notes too. We do have an article on business structures. So if you're listening in and you're not really sure what these business structures are, you're like, what's the S-Core and you want more help with the like FEIN number, um, 
you, you'll be able to look at that article and it'll be a great resource for you. Oh, I just love your articles. I was telling Stephanie before, I would just like to pick her brain for a whole day because she writes all these articles and they're all so good. So if you haven't gone to hers articles just to get educated, you need to. I go there myself. Cute puppy, there's cute puppy photos in there too sometimes, oh, well, then, Lori. Right, right there. We have to do it for that. I know. Like, exactly. Add a puppy photo. <laughs> Well, let's see. So just a reminder, if you do like, again, what you're hearing and you want to make sure you don't miss another one, you can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15 and sign up for e-reminders. So you'll get an email before about maybe 10 minutes before every Friday 15. All right. Last question here, Lori. This is from Susan S. And Susan asks, thank you so much for your very helpful blogs. Uh, you're welcome, Susan. <laughs> I do have a question I am having trouble clarifying. Can I use an IATAN number to book group travel and receive commission? My 15 plus years of corporate experience are LAM-based, but I currently have a client wishing to book 50 to 75 cruise rooms. I'm not sure if the IATAN number is sufficient for me to do so or if I quickly need to apply for a CLIA number. Thanks in advance for your assistance. All right. Um, Lori, how, how can we help this corporate agent that has somehow landed up into a cruise group? Right. Well, congratulations for entering into a different world, first of all. Yeah. Brave. You're brave. You're brave. But um, I once was a corporate agent, too, so I understand. Oh, I didn't know that. I started wow. as a corporate agent, saber specialist, whole thing. Oh, but that's really cool. went into leisure, and it stole my heart. And it is kind of my preference now, but um, that's why I said brave soul that's going to try doing a, even a group cruise when you... So um, I have a couple things to say on this. First of all, the answer to the question is yes, you can book a cruise with just an IATA number. You don't have to get a CLIA number. But now at Lavarte, we're big supporter, supporters of CLIA. And I just want to talk a minute on the membership and how it could be a big advantage to you. And that's uh, for several reasons. The training is unbelievable which you may want to take a few training courses that they offer. They're not expensive uh, because you're going to do something different and do something out of your yeah. comfort Good zone. Good investment. Yes. And also the membership at, at Lavarte, we believe in it so much that we reimburse our advisors 50% of their membership when they complete four courses. Wow. Now, those are the courses that are just continuing education good. But what I really love about the membership at CLIA is they have a certification program. And to me, certification puts you on another level, a competitive advantage and the education that you get, your productivity increases. It's proven. And even when you join CLIA, they now if you're part of a host agency, you would probably join under that host agency. It, yeah. it, it's different. If you they join have separate them, membership, yeah, right. It's a different kind of membership. Um, if you join on your own as CLIA, you do get a booklet that gives you several uh, additional commission on cruises that anything you invested in your membership is actually recovered with that additional. Oh, uh, yeah. The bonus commissions the in their bonus coupon booklets. Exactly. So any kind of certification training uh, that's offered out there, and CLIA certainly has it, but it is kind of crazy. There's IATA, 
there's ARC, there's CLIA, there's a lot of a lot of different things, but we're in a host environment we're talking about mostly here. Your host should have you covered with all those mm -hmm. that you need another time to ask the right questions. Yeah. You know, at Lavarte, we don't have an ARC. We don't issue tickets. So if you're a corporate agent that issues tickets, you're going to want to make sure your host agency has that capability as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Great. So, uh, Susan, hopefully that kind of helps you out. We'll put a link in uh, to an article about travel agency accreditations and the different options. We'll put one in for certification that talks about the CLIA certification and gives the costs of it. Because um, I'm, I'm with Lori, a big fan. And for those of you that aren't familiar with who CLIA is, it's the Cruise Lines Industry Association. So it's essentially like the lobbying group and the education arm of all the cruise lines. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, their their training is phenomenal because it also requires you go on ship inspections. Um, and there are people that are very passionate about cruising that are teaching these courses. Um, so highly, highly recommend it as well. And Susan, yeah. because you're new to booking groups, um, and I'm going to put a couple articles in about booking groups. One is like, well, I'll do one that's like finding groups, which may you, they seem to be falling into your lap, Susan. Mm -hmm. So this is not a problem for you, but for anyone else. But there's also one like on suppliers' advice on what they want you to know about booking groups, and also group booking tips from travel advisors. So hopefully See, you can find. Look at all this great info <laughs> that she has. I love it. Also, if you are part of a host, they should be offering that training as well. And group training is a big one. Also, the suppliers actually yes. are several partners. Whatever cruise line you're looking at, I highly suggest you go and take their training on groups. It, their initial training, their whatever the booking engine is that they use for travel agents, that training and their group training. Because even though you know groups, Every cruise line does it different. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and chat with the groups department. Um, like get hooked up right away with their groups department and they'll be able to really guide you through kind of this um, journey that you're on. So, Excellent. well, Lori, if anyone wants to chat with you more about any of these questions or more learn more about Lavarte, what's the best way for them to reach out for you, to you? The best way to reach out to us is marketing at lavartetravel.com. Excellent. That's not my personal email, of course, but that goes right to where you'll get your questions answered. Excellent. And, yeah. And you can also visit our website, lavartetravel.com. I'm going to say one thing. Everybody's Lavarte. Lavarte is e-travel spelled backwards. Yes. Yes. You told me that last time and I remembered it. I was, I That's like, how you can remember how to spell it. So lavartetravel.com. That email I mentioned on there, plus a lot of questions, anything you want to know about our host agency. Perfect. Well, thank you. Um, let's see. Next week, um, we will be back at 12 p.m. Central Time. We will have another co-host next week, and that will be Jackie Feedman from Nexion. So um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. It was a wonderful afternoon. Lori, thanks for sharing thank your you knowledge. So much. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Made my day. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you next Friday.